Welcome to the Jesus 360 podcast, a devotional guide to the names and descriptions of Jesus given to us by the Apostle John in the book of Revelation. Brother Daniel, myself, Blair Phillips will be co-hosting today's discussion on Jesus, the root and the offspring of David. And so uh, here in Revelation chapter 22, verse 16, we again, we have the very testament word of Jesus, very clear, he says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and the morning star. Mm -hmm. And so, Brother Daniel, way back in Revelation chapter Mm -hmm. 4, in Revelation, uh, sorry, way back in Revelation chapter 5, we saw Jesus as the root of David, the lion of the tribe of Judah, uh, in the midst of the throne. Mm-hmm. But now we have this description of Jesus self-proclaiming himself as not just the root of David, but also as the offspring of David. Mm-hmm. Talk with us why you think Jesus emphasizes this statement about himself, uh, both connected as the root and the offspring but also here at the conclusion of the book of Revelation, of all of the self-descriptions of Jesus that he could give himself, why this? Well, first and foremost, um, Jesus um, is not just the eternal word, but when he became flesh, God was very, very particular to ensure that he fulfilled all the messianic prophecy which includes his lineage, that he's the son of David, uh, the root and the offspring of David, because of the Second Samuel chapter 7, um, Davidic covenant, where God promised him that one of his offspring will sit on his throne forever. And then many other prophetic uh, promises, such, such as Amos 9.11, where the tabernacle of David, which has fallen, will be rebuilt, referring to the fact that the Messianic kingdom that the reign of the Messiah is actually on the throne of David that God promised David. And Micah 5.2, we have the reality where Bethlehem, the birthplace of David, where his father's household is Jesse, Mm -hmm. and where Jesus would come from the same uh, little Bethlehem, that basically from the time of David until the time of Jesus, there's almost 1,000 years different but Bethlehem is still there and people know all the all the people who are from the tribe of Judah that is related to Jesse's household and then you have the record clear record of genealogy from Matthew and Luke that seems to point to the fact that not seems to point seems to emphasize the fact that God chose a womb of a woman who is a direct descent from David and and that that is the bloodline that is the clarity that this uh, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, even though he's fully God, and the conception of Mary is without the intervention of a human man, he has a virgin conception, but he's still of the offspring of David, in, and he's still able to fulfill all the promises of God through Abraham, through David. And therefore, he qualifies to fulfill the messianic prophecy. And so, I think we have to, yeah, to capture that. Again, we've we've gone through some of the glorious aspects of the millennium and post-millennium uh, reign of Christ forever and ever on the earth. But we can't forget that Christ 
the name Christ is just a uh, a Greek way of saying Messiah. Yes. Yeah, it's basically crystal or Messiah, anointed one. So again, that Jesus is uh, proclaiming himself that he's not just a man for all of eternity, but he is a Jewish man. Yes, that and the, not just a Jewish man, he's the son of David. The son of David, and that the, the royal line of David, so both that the identity and the nationality of Israel will have eternal uh, value, but also going back to uh, David himself as a man, we have to... Every time the root of David or offspring of David is brought up in the prophets or in the New Testament, but even here as Jesus is self-proclaiming it, it causes us to have to go back and think about what did this man David do that would cause the man on the throne to say, I'm going to name myself after him, and I'm going to have that as one of my most royal identities for all of eternity. I think his sovereign election is very hard to say that David based on his merit, would uh, qualify to have such a descendant. In fact, David, during his lifetime, would be inspired by the Holy Spirit to write Psalms like this, The Lord say to my Lord. Mm -hmm. The Lord say to my Lord. Mm -hmm. And it's actually uh, the father and the son and the relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And knowing that his offspring is actually going to be Adonai, he actually have some sense of that reality that his his offspring. But obviously, he doesn't conjure that in his own thinking and imagination. But, but under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he yeah. was prophesying that his descendant is going to come forth as Adonai, and that is quite profound. Very and profound. Quite very, prof bold. very bold <laughs> and very profound. And Jesus later during his lifetime would actually. Uh, emphasize that point that uh, is David is such a respectable king in Israel, but yet uh, he would say that the, the offspring of David is actually the Lord of David. Mm -hmm. And Jesus understood that too. And uh, not only that, uh, the, the relationship with David is important, but during David's lifetime, the way he lived his life before God as a shepherd boy, as a worshiper warrior and a king, there's so many uh, decisions he made in his life that um, actually uh, highlight the worthiness of the Messiah and how the Messiah would come forth in relation to him. Number one is his desire for a dwelling place of the glory of God on the earth. And recognizing Jerusalem as the place that God desired. And he actually purchased that piece of land, mm -hmm. the threshing floor of Aruna or Onan in another way of writing. And so, in other words, that piece of land that is used to build the temple of Solomon actually has his own title deed. He did not conquer the land. He did not take it away as with his authority or rob it. He paid a full price. He said, I will not offer up to God something that costs me nothing. So he made a covenant with God because he wants to build God's house on the earth. In that way, his desire was to bring heaven and earth together, the Shekinah glory on the earth. So that is a very uh, strong reality of him. When he wants to build a house, up to that point, the Ark of the Covenant was in the tabernacle, implying that it's a mobile reality, but David wanted to land it in a location permanently, and that location is Mount Moriah, Mount Zion, and he bought that piece of land, he locked it into a piece of property, a piece of land. And not only that, before that building was built, he actually uh, paid 
for 288 uh, singers and musicians to minister to the Lord. 288 singers, 2,000 musicians. Yeah, he has all these peripheral musicians and, and those who minister to the Lord hourly on rotation. That takes at least 288 of them every day. And he paid for them all so that he ministered to them 24-7, mirroring the non-stop perpetual worship that is in heaven. So David did many of these things out of inspiration that brings heaven and earth together. And, and the Messiah is a picture of uh, fully divine and fully man all joined together in one. So I, I, I think there's many, many beautiful pictures yes. why, why Jesus should be called the root and the offspring of David. Now, because he's the root and the offspring of David, we must then embrace the Jewishness and the Davidic nature of our Lord and Savior. And we cannot relate to Jesus apart from his Jewish and Davidic nature because he is the one that's coming to restore the tabernacle of David that is fallen. And when he come and establish his throne and his government in Jerusalem in the millennial kingdom and beyond, that is on the throne of David. So we cannot we cannot separate from that reality. We cannot pick and choose and say we want a generic Jesus that is devoid from his Davidic root and his Jewish ethnicity. Amen. Let's pray. So Jesus, we say thank you that you are both the root and the offspring of David. And we say that because you are the root and offspring of David, that we are those who through this heritage that you have claimed have received redemption, that you chose Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, you chose David to bring the Messiah through their lineage. And we accept that. We receive your salvation for the world through the nation of Israel and those who you've chosen to, to bear their own names. And so today, Lord, we ask that you'd fill us with the vision and value that you have for this people, that you would call them by your name and by, that you'd call yourself by their name also. And Lord, we also ask that the choices and decisions and the lifestyles uh, that David chose, that we would have the grace to realize what those are and how to apply those same decisions and choices in our modern day lives today that we might be those who bring you joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We want to thank you for joining us for this Jesus 360 podcast, and we invite you to join us again as we continue on through the names and descriptions of Jesus in the book of Revelation. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy my soul. You satisfy